Welcome to this podcast. It's Thursday and welcome to the Quarterdeck with Miguel Sainz. Episode 3, The Days to Come. In the last episode, we left off when we were talking about being a teenager and the things that, you know, were yet to come. So now I found myself that I was living in Kentucky uh, with my best friend. And, you know, we even bothered to get into a little bit of trouble. And... You know, there was a lot of it that we got ourselves into. Since that time, you know, we had already been accused of harassing some kid with a 357 Magnum that turned out to not even be true, that it was a story that he was making up on his own. But since then, things were a little bit quieter. It was the beginning of our sophomore year. I was still going to Fort Knox High School, and my friend, he had moved away. So he wasn't going to Fort Knox High School anymore. He moved out to Breckenridge County. Uh, They ended up moving to a small town known as Big Spring, Kentucky, which was only about 40 minutes away, so it wasn't that far. But what can you do? That's a typical military life. And, you know, being a military brat, you deal with that situation all the time. When he moved, of course, I was there to help him and his family uh, to move a lot of their things and everything and to be able to go see their new house that they had moved into, that they had just bought. And let me tell you, it was amazing. What I recall the most is that we drove out into the boonies. Yes, the boonies. It was your typical two-lane country road. Both sides of the road were lined with huge trees. Imagine your worst horror movie. You go driving down a road and you're just waiting for someone or something to jump out in front of you. The road seemed to go on forever. I remember a turn here, a turn there, and finally we got there. When we pulled into the driveway, it was a long dirt driveway that led down to the house. In front of the yard uh, was about half an acre of grass with some large trees that hid the house from the road. And the further we went down, more house came into view. It was a brick house with a small porch and a two-car garage. It was so quiet that you could hear a mouse fart. At least that's what my friend's dad said. Now, as far as his dad, imagine this, okay? A country boy from Tennessee. That was not very politically correct at all. He was also in the Army, and to this day, I really haven't forgave him for deciding to join the Army, but what can you do? People just do the things that they want to do. He was always telling me stories about his childhood and the how the Confederates this and the Confederates that and a typical country boy down there from Tennessee. One thing that I remember is that he always said, hello, he said, boy, you better come visit us down here and I want you to go over yonder and get me this and get me that and the holler this to holler that. You know, so to me, they were like my second parents and they considered me to be their adopted son. All right, so let's get back to the house here real quick. Once we got there, you know, we got out of our cars and then we decided to finally make our way inside. We went through the garage door and it led us right into the kitchen. Now, this was a good sized kitchen and I knew that it was going to get used a heck of a lot. My friend's mom, she's Italian and she made some delicious food. Her lasagna was to die for. Anytime that she asked me if I wanted something special she already knew what I was going to ask. She's a beautiful woman, not very tall. And when they stood side by side, it looked kind of funny seeing them together. Next, I walked into the dining room and the living room was by the front door on the right side of the house. We went down the hallway and on the left, there were three bedrooms and one bathroom. My friend looked at me and said, you want to go see my room? I was like, sure. So I was wondering which one of those three rooms was actually going to be his room. And he said, no, it's not here. Let's go. I'm going to show you. You know, so I was eager to see what he was talking about. Now, to my surprise, we headed back to the kitchen and there was a door that I must have missed 
when we first went in. It was right there by the kitchen. I went through and was faced with a staircase that led to the basement. I looked at him and said, what, there's more? And he said, yup, guess what? There's a door that goes outside from the basement. We both looked at each other in excitement because we knew that was going to be our way out. And as we went down the stairs, they creaked and made some weird sound. I was like, man, we're going to got to fix that. You know, if we plan on heading out later. And he smiled and said, don't forget about the door that I told you that was down here. So we continued our way down the stairs and to the right was a door. Uh, we went inside. To my surprise, it was a theater room that was set up down there in the basement. No windows, just a door, a projector, and a screen that was on the wall. And I told them, this is nice. Gonna have some fun in here. You know, being teenagers, uh, video games, movies, all those things and everything else, we're gonna be able to enjoy that stuff as we're down there. Next, we headed down the hallway a little bit more down there in the basement, and right next to the theater on the right-hand side was another room. He said, this is it. This is gonna be my room. So he was gonna be living in the basement. His parents were gonna be upstairs. So you can imagine, teenagers down in the basement doing whatever they want, all that good stuff and everything else. Laundry room was also down here and everything else, and they had a burning stove that you had to put wood, and this was the only way that the house was going to be heating during the winter. So it was pretty interesting, you know? Hadn't really seen that in a long time since I was in Mexico. My grandma and grandpa had one, but it wasn't quite like this one, because this one actually sent the heat throughout the whole entire house. Then we came out of the room on the other side, right in front of us, next to where the burning stove was, was a, another larger room. This one wasn't quite finished. So the basement was almost finished. You know, I had a bedroom, laundry room, the theater stuff was down there, but this part of the basement wasn't finished. And that is when we saw it. There was the sliding glass door that led to outside. Now the thing was that it led out towards the backyard. So we would have to kind of maneuver our way around the house, headed back to the front to be able to go ahead and uh, get out of there. You know, so you can imagine since my friend moved out there, we ended up not seeing each other as much, but we made it a priority to make sure that we still saw each other all the time. You know, so, and believe it or not, now that we lived a little further apart, we made it a, a good point that he came to my house, I came to his, and we went back and forth and everything else. But it was always a lot funner going out to his because you know, his dad pretty much let us do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, he didn't want, he didn't like us uh, sneaking out and everything else, but if he wanted something to drink, he would give it to us. He said, as long as you guys stay down here in the house, because I don't want you guys going out there and, you know, doing your thing, getting in trouble, and then I got to go pick you guys up out there from the police station. And that's something that you don't want to do. And plus it was hot. It was hot during the summer stuff and everything else. So we didn't want to do anything else. And he's like, I remember, you know, that he always told us, you know, him being from Kentucky and growing up in Tennessee, he had different ways of saying things. He used to tell us, man, it's hot out here. It's hotter than two mice fucking in a wool sock. And I thought that was the most hilarious thing that he said in the world. You know, coming from a Hispanic background, not used to really hearing things like that and everything else. So it was interesting. All that stuff and everything else growing up with and everything else. Now, us being teenagers, sneaking out of the house, you know, it worked out good for us uh, as well because my friend already had his driver's license. So we can pretty much go anywhere. We can go out to parties, meet other people and do typical teenager things, you know, get in trouble out there and do our things. Now, looking back at those days, you know, we used to always go out there to the lakes and go fishing or spend time there. But our thing was that we liked making what we called jungle juice. Okay, now hang on. Wait for it. I want you guys to understand what I mean by jungle juice. Okay, so here we go. We used to take a small cooler. We would fill it up with Kool-Aid. Any flavor was good, but, you know, we preferred to have the cherry flavored, strawberry flavor because it gave it a little bit better flavor and it took the kick away a little bit. After that, you know, we added some ice, made sure it was nice and cold, and our beverage of choice back then was Mad Dog 
2020. Okay, so that was our drink of choice. Now, some of you may remember what Mad Dog tasted like. That wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but as teenagers, that was pretty much the only thing that we could get a hold of that uh, his dad would actually buy for us. Beer wasn't quite our thing back then, so but we enjoyed this one, and that's what we wanted to drink. Well, you know, things that teenagers are gonna do right, they'll come, they'll figure out a way. Now, I can remember one day uh, we were hanging out there at my friend's house. It was during the winter, so you know it gets pretty cold out there in Kentucky. Now, the main thing is that when you go out there to his house, it's that two-lane road. When it snows out there in Big Springs, there are no snow plows, so you got to make sure that you have everything in your house because you're not going to be able to leave when there's snow on the roads because nobody's going to go out there and plow the snow. So we were sitting there at the house and I was spending the weekend down there with him and we decided that we wanted to go out. You know, we wanted to go do something. You know, it was snowing outside and the snow was on the road. It was pretty slick, kind of hard driving around and, you know, but hey, we are invincible. We can do anything we want to do. So we go outside, get in his car well his dad's car it's a older ford bronco one of the smaller ones the two-door ones you know that truck was amazing you know had a lot of great memories in that truck and now being that it was snowing outside all those things you know it wasn't a very smart idea but again we were teenagers and growing up you know we do a lot of retarded things so you know it doesn't change much when you get older but back then it was more retarded and had no idea what we were doing and we were actually going to learn from our own mistakes we go out there to the front of the house now because you know his parents are inside sleeping we don't want to wake him up he puts the bronco in neutral we push it back turn it face the front again and we push it towards the base of the driveway now there's a small hill going up that leads up to the main road so it's kind of difficult to push it all the way up this little hill so we always just take it to the base we start it right away and we move up the driveway and get out of there so that always kind of made the noise not as loud so his parents wouldn't wake up but i know till this day they knew that we were sneaking out of the house and they just let it be because you know we were teenagers and as long as they didn't call us or the police didn't come bring us back to their house they really didn't care okay so this was back down there in uh, 1994 so it was a while back ago you know so doing these crazy things we headed down there toward town which was a little bit down there uh 15 20 minutes down the road and it was it was snowing dark outside so we really couldn't see much and everything so we had to take our time to head down there so we headed to this empty parking lot i don't remember if it was a walmart kmart whatever it was now this parking lot you know of course it was empty because it was late at night but it was lined uh with a forest kind of like a lot of trees a lot of green and everything else but the store was there and then the huge parking lot there was only like one way in one way out so we went in there went to the very edge of the parking lot he looks at me with a big old smile and I I said, what? He said, check this out. And I was like, oh man, here we go. He's going to go ahead and do something crazy. He puts that Bronco in drive, slams on the gas, and we started going down the parking lot. As soon as we get down the middle, he says, here we go. He yanked on the emergency brake. We started sliding, and then he just started turning the steering wheel left and right. We were going back and forth. You know, it was pretty cool. We we're kind of having a great time. And then all of a sudden, we just started spinning. We started spinning, and we were like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. And you know, we were just waiting for that Bronco to just flip over, and we were going to be in so much trouble because his parents had no idea. Now remember back then, not everybody had a cell phone. Okay? You had a cell phone. It wasn't even that back then. It was car phones. Okay, so if we were right, if you can remember the car phone, it was plugged into your cigarette lighter. It had an antenna. 
And if you had one of those in your vehicles, you were a straight baller. Pagers were just a thing of coming up back in those days too and stuff. But high school students, we're not going to have any of that stuff. So we would have had no way of getting a hold of his parents. The only way would have been if somebody would have found us there in the parking lot, called the cops, and the cops would have had to drive us back all the way back to their house. Okay, so here we are spinning, spinning, and spinning, and spinning. And just the vehicle is getting out of control. And we're like, oh my God. And then we realize that we're heading towards the end of the parking lot. Now, remember, I told you that the parking lot was surrounded by a bunch of trees and I mean these were huge trees they weren't little trees so here we are spinning and spinning and spinning and we're about to hit the curb and we hit that curb and you know as anybody knows if we were gonna hit that the Bronco was gonna flip luckily as we were getting close to the edge about to hit the curb we came to a stop we looked at each other and we're like oh my god we put that Bronco back in drive drove as slow as we could straight back to his house we get back straight to his house we get back in the room we do not go out for the rest of the night so you can imagine you know we're like oh my god here we go so the next morning you know we get up have breakfast and everything else and his dad kind of looks at us so what you guys do last night we didn't realize but the bronco was dented and we don't even know until this day what happened to the bronco how it got damaged or anything else but we had a good time that's all that matters so as you can see you know typical teenager doing their thing and we learn from our own mistakes that we learn from so i'm pretty sure that a lot of you have a lot of memories a lot of stories that you had with your friends growing up from school so like to hear about them leave me some comments do all those things and everything else and you know we'll continue on next week and we'll talk a little bit about how i didn't know it just yet but we were about to move and i was not going to be going to fort knox high school anymore i was going to go to the new school that i didn't know anybody and a lot of memories that I shared down there in Fort Knox, but these things were about to change when I changed schools and especially how this one particular thing was going to change my life in a way that I never imagined. So until next time, this is Miguel Signs, the gunny, telling you that you are dismissed. Liberty Call.